Pakalof Layatu, listening to Pacific Waves from RNZ Pacific, I'm Koroi Hawkins. Coming up... I believe that the two-year suspension actually is unconstitutional. Concerns being raised about the suspension of Samoa's opposition leader and former Prime Minister, also... We had over 700 students that visited our um, science expo today. The Cook Islands holds the first edition of what is to become a biennial science festival. And later on... The Nguyen community groups out there that are trying their hardest to help sustain our language. Nguyen communities in Aotearoa celebrate their language and culture. A Samoan law lecturer believes the suspension of Samoan opposition leader and former Prime Minister Tuilaipa Sailele Male Lengaoi is unconstitutional. Tuilaipa has been suspended for two years along with his party secretary as a result of contempt of parliament charges. Auckland University's Huimono Dylan Asafo says Samoa's constitution states every electorate needs to be represented and people have a right to vote for someone who will represent them in parliament. And to take that representation away is unconstitutional. Talofalava and welcome back on Pacific Waves. Dylan, maybe let's start by winding the clock back a bit. Give us a little context for what has happened this week. Yes. Uh, so back in August 30th, the Supreme Court said that the parliamentary motion to suspend um, two HRPP MPs, Tuila Epa and Lealipule, um, was um, invalid um, just because they didn't have the right to um, reply or to give their side of the story, um, basically, which is essential um, to the constitution that there should be a right to fair trial where they should be able to respond um, to the allegations made against them. And so the Supreme Court essentially said this will go back to Parliament to decide what to do from there. And so we had Parliament meet earlier this week and they um, revisited, gave Tula Ipa, Elialipule, um, the chance to um, provide their side of the story, to follow what the Supreme Court said. And so after that, they accepted the recommendation by the Privileges and Ethics Committee to suspend the two HRPP MPs for two years. Now, we've also had some comments. While the HRPP caucus didn't speak, Tulaipa did say a little bit, and um, uh, so did Fiamit. Um, uh, can you just sort of explain for us the different views and opinions aired there? Yeah. So in essence, um, Tula Epa and the Ipule, um, they have um, the viewpoint that they should not um, be suspended any further, um, that they have um, basically served their time with the previous suspension, which went on for multiple months, um, and that it's time for Parliament to move on. Um, but we have a difference of opinion with uh, Fiamir, the Prime Minister, and the fast-led government, um, who believe that the Privileges and Ethics Committee recommendation to suspend them further for a further two years um, should be accepted. Um, the idea there is that there needs to be further punishment or penalty um, for the comments they made regarding um, the fast-led government being unconstitutional and colluding with the judiciary. Now, in your view, given the court ruling and given what has been what has happened here, is is this sort of in line with the sort of 
I guess, legal trajectory of that ruling and, and what was expected coming off the back of it? In my view, I believe that the two-year suspension actually is unconstitutional um, just because it is excessive. Um, in my view, suspending an MP um, for two years out of a five-year parliamentary term essentially punishes um, no longer just the two or the MP in question, but also the wider electorate. What we have is that um, two electorates are no longer being able to have representation in Parliament, which means that laws, many laws over a two-year period, are being able to be made um, without um, their interests being considered and represented by their elected representative. And if we look at the Constitution, the Constitution is very clear um, that every electorate needs to be represented, specifically Article 44, um, and that people have a right to vote for someone who they believe um, will represent them in Parliament. Um, and that to take that representation away is unconstitutional and undermines Samoa's democracy. The Cook Islands government and partners from around the world this week held the country's first ever science festival. The country's Prime Minister Mark Brown opened the festival on Monday local time at the National Auditorium in Avarua, Rarotonga. Hundreds of students, their family members and people from the wider community and even tourists attended the festival throughout the week. It featured scientific talks, interactive experiments and demonstrations and displays with equipment shipped in by participating universities and industry partners from Australia, New Zealand, Hawaii and around the region. After the opening on Monday local time, I spoke with two members of the planning team for the festival, Melina Tuiramakai from the Cook Islands Prime Minister's Office and Emily Eastgate, Science Engagement Coordinator Pacifica at Tuhura Otago Museum, the organisation which initiated the festival. Melina Tuiramakai kicked off the conversation explaining the purpose of the festival. So it's a long-term partnership with all of the key stakeholders that we have on board. Um, So for this year, in 2022, the theme has been the synergy between traditional knowledge and science. Mm -hmm. And the Prime Minister today announced that the, uh, the Prime Minister of the Cook Islands announced that the theme for 2024 will be space. Mm -hmm. And so we are looking at encouraging, the idea for the Science Expo is to encourage and inspire and empower our youth and our community in the Cook Islands and all throughout Pacifica to actually get involved in STEAM, which is uh, science, technology, engineering, arts, and maths. So that's the whole idea is to inspire them and empower them and give them opportunities to look at things in their own island perspective and their environment that they can actually see that science is important. The Prime Minister also mentioned that for us, traditional knowledge is science. Mm. And so he also mentioned how in the Cook Islands, we know every different part of the coconut tree and the stages of the coconut and that how we utilize this in our lives. Also with navigating that we use the stars to help us with navigation. We look at the currents, we know the, the temperature changes um, and we know the flora and fauna. So we know when we're close to an island, when we put our hand in the water, we can tell that this that we're closer. Um, so it's extremely important for us in terms of climate change that we engage with our community. So not only our students, 
but also our community and even our visitors. We had quite a few visitors that came over to visit um, our science expo today. Awesome. And yeah, I was just going to ask a little bit more about the um, the turnout and who's who's turned up and who's interested. And also maybe just how, how long is this expo running for as well? <laughs> okay, so in terms of the turnout, we had over 700 students mm. that visited our um, science expo today and um, as part of our um, outreach to the schools is we actually worked with our sponsor who is um, who's actually Otago <laughs> yes, as well as um, New Zealand um, NZ aid who also supported yeah. us to bring the students on the buses from each of the different schools and if you can imagine there was five over 500 Mm -hmm. students in the morning and over 200 students that came in the Mm -hmm. afternoon and it really was exciting to see them they're all the way from ECE all the way to senior level college that participated throughout the day and yeah it was really exciting especially from I guess uh, being an international partner um so for us for our staff there's four of us who have come over um the u.s embassy has um funded us to come and do our outreach science outreach across the pacific um and for us we we try to as mel was saying Mm. we talk about different kinds of science um and we try to teach this idea that um there is no sort of one avenue to to steam um there's traditional knowledge there's all kinds of ancient knowledge there's western science there's there's um so much going on and it's not necessarily um for us about um linking the two together perfectly but it's about um observing and and we normally call it the var the space in between um and, and yeah, observing that space in between traditional ancient knowledge, um, modern science, and, and showing kids that they don't need to pick any one path um, to science. And that's why it's so important that we've got so many partners who are coming along and they're telling different stories of science. They're, mm-hmm. um, you know, at, at the Tuhura Otago Museum stand, my co worker always introduces um, her kind of exhibits with a purako which is a, a traditional, yeah, Māori um, story. Um, and then she'll start talking about some of the modern science behind it. Um, so for us, it's, it's, a, it's, it's great for our learning too. Um, we, I mean, it's, yeah, it's a really hard topic to, mm. to cover. Um, and for us, it's very much like an exchange of knowledge with the rangatahi. Like I had learned so much within two <laughs> hours of the expo beginning. Um, and, and that is knowledge that we can then take back home to Aotearoa um, and, and, yeah, become better at what we do and share some of the knowledge that we take up here um, from from Mel and her team, from the children um, on the island. So, yeah, it's, mm. it's really, really yeah. special. After two years of COVID restrictions on large gatherings, the Nguyen community in Aotearoa, New Zealand, have gathered to celebrate their language week. However, Vanghao Nguyen, or the Nguyen language, has been registered with UNESCO as an endangered language. 
and UN leaders and community groups are being urged to explore solutions to ensure that the language continues to be spoken by current and future generations. Susana Suisuiki spoke with the chair of the Nui Youth Network, Amba Utai, who began by explaining what the network is about and the challenges young Nuiens face to speak their mother tongue. NYN, or Nui Youth Network, um, was founded in April 2015, and we are a, um, a youth group that is branched off um, under the Vangahau Niwe Trust. And the Vangahau Niwe Trust is, um, it's, it's, like the, it's like the community organization that plans Niwe Language Week for New Zealand, um, you know, such as coming up with the themes, coming up with um, the calendar events for Niwe Language Week. Um, and, yeah, we fall under Vangahau Niwe Trust, which is great because we, we get their support 100%. So this year's New Language Week theme is about sustaining the language and culture, but it's the same theme across other Pacific languages as well. Do you think the New Language is endangered? Personally, yes. Um, and, and it is evident as well. Um, but I know that there are so many you know, small community groups out there, New Wayne community groups out there that are trying their hardest to implement, um, you know, different sort of um, resources and um, activities or events that would help sustain our language. Um, in my household, for example, we don't speak New Wayne. Um, and it's only the parents that speak New Wayne and also like our um, aunties and uncles. But our generation is quite hard to hold a conversation um, in New and So I could definitely agree with that statement. But I can also see that um, we are trying to do something as well about that. Yeah, so speaking of like our younger generation, what do you think are some of the barriers that young New face, especially those who are born and raised overseas, when it comes to maintaining languages? Yeah, um Thank you for that. I think I personally think that it would be um, social media, um, the use of technology. Um, that's all in English. Um, like the people that we hang around, there's so many. Or there's only so many New Wayan groups out there, and it's not unless you are associated with that group then you actually hear the Vangaho New Way. Um, if you're not associated with the New Wayan or any of those groups, then you won't actually hear any of that. Um, and considering that we are um, a minority here in New Zealand, um, you know, we we don't actually come across many New Wayans. Um, and like I said, it's unless you are part of a, a community group, a church group, a youth group, that you actually hear those words. And I think that's one of the barriers as well. Um, trying to fit ourselves in in one of those groups if we could actually find one. Um, But I can see that, um, you know, there are parents out there who are trying their best to um, put their kids into New Way and dance groups, um, getting them to learn songs, dances, and that's a great start. Um, But, yeah, I I think that's one of the barriers that I could see here in New Zealand. What's been some of the highlights that the network has achieved since its establishment? Um, so, New Way Youth Network, we have um, definitely got a lot of engagement from not only um, New Way and Ruth here in New Zealand, but also overseas. Um, and the the part 
So Newer Youth Network on Facebook. So that page is part of um, a online social media movement, you know, aimed at encouraging us what to Newer to embrace um, the love of being Newerian. We often hear that if you don't speak Newerian, that you are not you are not considered to be a Newerian, um, and that's something that I totally disagree with. Um, if you have a small bit of Newerian in you, then you are Newerian. Um, so it's definitely a platform to encourage the everyday use of Whangahau Niue and to con- connect Niue youth um, in New Zealand, um, providing networking opportunities as well. Um, so Niue Youth Network, we host different events throughout the year uh, for Niue youth and also by Niue youth. Um, and I think some of the highlights that we have had is um, actually engaging with some of the Niue youth that we've never met before. Um, yeah, and just promoting our Wangahauni Wave via our, our online platform. That's Pacific Waves for today. Remember, you can download us for free to your device from Spotify, iHeart or Apple Podcasts. If you're using Apple, please leave us a rating so others can also find us. Motolukia. <laughs>